I'm here coincidentally. I just arrived at LaGuardia because of media requests, and as I got into my hotel, I'm Andrew Breitbart, by the way. Um, we reported this at Big Government and uh, Big Journalism, and I'm here coincidentally. I did not know that they were going to be announcing this, so I'm just staying at a hotel about three blocks away, so I just decided to come by. And- that moment was stunning. Especially for those of us who had been in Los Angeles and been around the Breitbart orbit. It was the Anthony Weiner press conference, the one that ended his career, of a story that only Breitbart and big government and his world was covering. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. And Breitbart is there at the press conference and he takes the stage. It was unreal when it happened. Andrew Breitbart passed away 10 years ago today. I'm a guy who at the time wrote uh, for big journalism and some other spots, but I never worked for Breitbart. I have said many times over the years, and I certainly have not changed, uh, we were not friends. We weren't enemies. We just weren't friends. It's, it's, it's an important moniker. And, and I'm not going to be the guy who pretends something happened. You'll, you'll hear a million people say, oh, yeah, we were super close. Oh, yeah, I was with him. Oh, yeah. Dude, they, he, had, he had a circle of people. I didn't work in that world, man. I, I was cool with that. I, I, I've always been very, very fine with uh, being on the outside and, and making my own way. But to not recognize uh, the importance of Andrew Breitbart in the understanding of how to engage the fight, it's, um, well, it's a mistake. And while uh, the website uh, uh, with that bears his name is certainly not the same place and wasn't the same place after his passing and and uh, Steve Bannon taking that over, uh, a guy who I think that Breitbart could have kept uh, more focused. Uh, the 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 legacy of people who uh, he connected with, who he trained, who he shared ideas and theories with, that's that legacy has gone on to do some really good things. And it's Breitbart who is discussing that politics is downstream of culture. Right? It's, it's Plato. Let me write the ballads of a nation. I care not who makes the laws. That's why when we talk culture war and the foolhardy Indiana Democratic Party, they don't understand that we're in it to win it. I noticed that Michelle Fullhart, who is a board member of, was it Hamilton Southeastern, is happy to retweet the uh, spokesperson for the Indiana Democratic Party. The Indiana GOP is the culture war party, and even Tony Katz believes they're bad at their jobs. I do believe they're bad at their jobs. But Michelle Fullhart doesn't understand that the culture war is not only acceptable but good, and people like her need to be removed from school boards. Well, of course she doesn't understand it. She's an elitist who hates the parents. I'm saying it, and I mean it. You don't want to hear from parents. You don't want them to have a say. You're okay with them being called domestic terrorists. That's what I get from this. Now, maybe um, maybe that's uh, interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe you see it a little bit differently, I should say. Maybe you've got an interesting take on that. But when you retweet something like this, 
that somehow the Republican Party is the culture war party, like it's a bad thing. Dear Lord, I really wish they were, but they're not. And that's why some of them have to go. Just like I think you have to go, Michelle Fullhart. I think you have to go. If you're not willing to understand that parents have a voice and parents matter, and they're the only ones who matter. I want teachers to do their job, but don't tell me parents don't have a say because teachers are trained. We've seen what some of the teachers do. Nope. Not interested in it. The parent is the CEO. And you as a school board member can be replaced. No, it might take a little time to replace you, but that's cool. And not just you. I mean, we shouldn't think I'm just totally talking about you, even though you decided to to play uh, uh, subtweet darling on Twitter, right? Uh, lots of school board members got to go. Culture war matters greatly. And 10 years after the death of Andrew Breitbart, I am as reminded of this as ever. And I'm down for the fight. These people keep thinking, and I've had to go over it a couple times today, that by saying culture war, somehow uh, we're going to stop. Somehow it's, it's, it's shameful. It's not. It's valuable and good. If the culture war puts us in a place where parents get to decide for their kids what's best for their education, I'm good with that. If the culture war keeps the bigots out of the schools, I'm good with that. If the culture war teaches the totality of history, but doesn't engage in propaganda, I'm good with that. If the culture war keeps kids from learning the lies of the 1619 Project, which is fallacy, I'm good with that. Do you really think we're going to stop? There's no stopping. Drew Anderson, the spokesperson for the Indiana Democratic Party, Michelle Fullhart, who's agreeing with him. Uh, These teachers unions, don't you get it by now? You're the bad guys. You're the man. We're the counterculture. You're the squares. We're the cool kids. Don't you understand what you are in history? Don't you understand where you stand is, uh, is, is opposed to parents raising their children? Don't you understand by now that you don't actually know better? And that you have to be responsive to the parents? And that the teaching of bigotry and critical race culture doesn't provide any value, but is indeed the, the, the protection and the advocating of bigotry? You don't? Okay, we'll replace you. And we will keep having the conversation. Andrew Breitbart used to refer to the fact that this was war. He actually called it war. It's a famous statement that he made in a video. Posters got got made out of it. It was an entire rallying cry. And it's still true. So, no stopping. Setbacks will come, but no stopping.